29 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope this evening, and uh, the, uh, this evening we're taking a look at uh, the Gauteng Department of Human Settlements, uh, which has uh, instructed the state attorney to obtain eviction orders to remove people who have allocated themselves government-subsidized houses and invaded unoccupied land. Now, Human Settlements MEC Lebukhang Maile told journalists early on uh, that uh, illegal occupation of houses was a serious problem affecting the delivery of houses to those who qualify, and the MEC uh, said his department was uh, underperforming and failing to obtain clean audits and delivering on some of the uh, housing targets that had been set. Now, I said earlier on, we're going to speak to Castro Ngobese. Well, uh, we've got the MEC on the line, and uh, MEC, uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, we certainly welcome you and uh, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Thanks for having me. And good evening to you and the listeners at home. Let me see, many people who are listening to us might be asking themselves, why are we talking about evictions during, uh, uh, you know, the state of disaster and uh, COVID-19 lockdown when there'd been a commitment that uh, such evictions would not occur during this moment? There won't be any evictions uh, during this moment. You are correct, Mm. uh, because there's been a determination made by national government and all of us have a responsibility to respect that. However, beyond the lockdown, uh, because we've already secured uh, court orders uh, even before the lockdown, but we could not enforce them because of the lockdown regulations. So we're mm-hmm. not going to evict anyone during this period. Okay. So in a sense, you're sorting out the legal paperwork so that uh, by the time the I guess, state of disaster is done, uh, you guys would then sort of uh, execute some of, those, uh, some of those orders? Yes, certainly. That's what we are doing uh, because the problem is becoming chronic and getting out of hand. It's actually leading to lawlessness. And in most cases, uh, some of the people who are occupying uh, these land uh, and houses are actually syndicates. Uh, who sell these houses uh, to uh, vulnerable and poor communities. And we want to allocate people properly, and we also want to make sure that we um, make land available to those who Mm. will be um, interested in building for themselves. Uh, As a result, on Wednesday, we will be launching our rapid uh, land release program, which will see about 10,000 crowding-based citizens been given uh, lawfully and rightfully uh, a land um, free of charge and they will be able to use it as a collateral and build for themselves and that's what Mm. we've been saying to our people that um, we are doing our level best to address uh, land hunger and make sure that those who are able to build for themselves they are um, aided by government and that's why we will not just be giving people land, we'll also be giving them about seven different prototypes uh, because building is expensive. Uh, if you start with uh, hiring an architect to draw plans, you also pay a lot of money. So we are cognizant of the fact that uh, our people are struggling and therefore we must play our part and meet them halfway in making sure that they get their dignity and they are also mm-hmm. able to have houses. It seems, MEC, that there's a shifting and a moving target here. I mean, we know the the very high and rapid levels of urbanization in uh, uh, the Gauteng City region certainly complicate a lot of your work. But, I mean, we've got about a housing backlog of just roughly one million, and um, even by the admission of the department, this is growing exponentially by day. 
what's your view, I guess, just on the underspending here? I mean, it, it certainly sounds like a scandal that with a, a growing housing backlog that we'd still sort of be uh, critically underspending on capital budgets that are needed to build some of these houses uh, that would at least alleviate the situation, but also counteract some of the chances and some of the syndicates that you are referring to. Well, those are historic problems um, which come as a result of a mirror of uh, challenges, including uh, structural uh, challenges in the department, which we are attending to issues of corruption. We did uh, allude today and explain to the media that uh, we've already fired a few people um, for irregular expenditure, for corruption. Um, <clears throat> so we are also acting decisively to make sure that uh, uh, there are systems and um, we have appointed the uh, appropriate and qualified leadership, uh, like the accounting officer, the HOD, the chief financial officer, and those that uh, don't deserve to work for government are being um, um, uh, what is it, uh, taken, taken out of the system so that we are left with people who are committed uh, to working towards bettering the lives of our people and not lining. Uh, their pockets and their families' pockets because we've got a responsibility and an obligation um, as government to serve the people and not serve ourselves and our families. Mm. I mean, I would also think that one of the internal issues also relates to not just the corruption, the failure to spend some of this money, uh, but also in terms of, I guess, the, the content of what is built, uh, the materials that are used, the labor intensity of some of the methods at a time where you know, we've got a challenge of mass unemployment. You certainly would want some of these housing developments to have uh, a wide array of opportunities for those in the EPWP, the CWP, and other public employment programs. What's your view on the ability, I guess, of the Gauteng Housing Program to contribute to some of those other, uh, uh, you know, uh, spillovers, uh, industrializing our economy, but also getting our people into work? We are certainly looking at the empowerment of our people. We've got a big role to play. I mean, uh, we spent at least five billion just in human settlement alone, and that money must go to um, uh, youth-owned, women-owned, people with disability contracts. And that's why we've made uh, subcontracting. For instance, all the projects uh, that are a minimum of 30 million and above uh, compulsory so that uh, we create jobs, but we also create uh, entrepreneurs and support small, medium enterprises. We've got that mandate. So this budget that we are using, we're also looking at the value chain uh, to ensure that we transform the the building industry. Uh, We create jobs, we create opportunities, and uh, that's what um, we we will be doing. And we have been doing um, uh, even um, when there's, there's been challenges. So we will continue to support our people. And when you look at the housing government um, spent on infrastructure a year, it's nothing less than $10 billion if you um, combine other departments like transport, uh, Department of Infrastructure, and we've got a plan of <coughs> making sure that we also prioritize uh, township-based entrepreneurs. As you know, mm. housing has got the township, uh, inter- uh, what is the township economy program. That program has not been uh, abandoned. So we want our people to be given opportunities. And that's why we also want to condemn uh, those who hijack projects and who demand um, uh, protection fees from the uh, contractors. Mm -hmm. It actually delays this program of uh, empowering our people.
Okay. MEC, I want you to hold the line for me for a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I just have uh, maybe one more question for you, just on uh, that process no of evictions and, uh, of course, um, I guess how uh, we're going to deal with that as we near the end of the state of disaster. Let's take this brief break. When we come back, we'll continue with the MEC for Human Settlements in the province of Gauteng, Lebohang, Maile. 20 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, uh, we are in conversation with the MEC for Human Settlements in the province of Gauteng, Lebohang uh, Mail. And uh, we're talking about uh, some of the uh, issues in relation to the illegal occupation of houses that are intended uh, for uh, public beneficiaries. And uh, uh, MEC, you were indicating earlier on, I guess, the challenge you have with syndicates, uh, people who are occupying this land. Some people are looking for protection fees uh, when uh, the build process for, for some of these homes is underway. Uh, and I'm sitting here asking myself, I mean, even if people have been victims and have fallen on the receiving end of organized syndicates, uh, what are some of the thoughts of the department as uh, you think about getting the notices to execute the evictions about the alternative, uh, I guess, accommodation that some of these people uh, uh, will be settled into? Do we have a sense, do we have line of sight of aware some of these people are going to be taken to as they are said to be evicted uh, uh, because you did say earlier on that some of the paperwork is being prepared for that purpose. Well, uh, you will know that some of the, these uh, illegal occupants are not necessarily South Africans. Uh, you also have South Africans in some of these. Uh, some of them have applied for houses. They are on our list. They are qualifying. So we'll have a dual process. Those who qualify... Uh, we will certainly not throw them uh, in the streets. Um, we will look at alternatives. Some of them uh, have money to build for themselves, so we can put them into our rapid land release program where we give them stands which are safe. They've got water, they've got electricity, they've got sanitation, uh, sanitation the road. They can go into uh, all those uh, programs. And that's why we want to appeal to our people to cooperate with us. Because the intention is mm. not to... Um, embarrass anybody uh, is to just uh, make sure that there is uh, order and um, we follow the list. Those who qualify mm. must be uh, given uh, opportunities. We've got the responsibility to restore the dignity of our people. We don't want to embarrass anybody and mm. we know that sometimes people are doing these things out of frustration and maybe because we have not been moving fast enough and that's why when we launch our program on Wednesday which we give uh, at least in the next three to four months a minimum of 10,000 people mm. land opportunities. And we're hoping that in uh, February, March, we should be giving another 10,000. And by the time we go to the next uh, financial year, we should increase uh, the number significantly, uh, at least another 10,000 or so. So we are moving fast. And we're working with the private sector uh, because there's people who own land, who have saved this land, and we say, let's... Uh, uh, buy this land from them and give it to our people free of charge. They don't have to pay mm. anything. And in fact, they can use this piece of land as collateral in the banks. We are even uh, sure. looking at giving them options. Uh, hello? No, no, no. Hello? So I'm saying, I, I said, yes, yes, MBC is still with us. I, I'm saying I certainly understand the sort of the, the rapid land release program and I guess uh, what we're looking for. There. I want to return to, to sort of that question I was posing. So are you suggesting that many of those who will be evicted might benefit from some of the programs like the rapid land release program where they qualify for that or they have applied for that or are you saying they will because i, I guess there's a slight difference there that as you prepare the papers i would assume that you would also have already factored in the alternatives for some of those that are going to be displaced from that land 
those who qualify, yes, they will. But uh, you also know, because I'm talking about syndicates, some of these people don't stay in, the, in those houses, uh, and uh, they've actually rented them out. Uh, some of them have occupied land, they build shacks, and they rent those shacks out. So uh, we can't uh, accommodate those, because uh, some of them have houses, and they've been driving big cars, but there are people who are genuinely uh, in need of uh, houses and land, because they don't have, but they we should be able to separate, and I will not be. A, mm. I, I can't commit that we will um, accommodate syndicates who are uh, committing crime. Even those we want to uh, put them in jail because uh, they are creating uh, havoc. So, so I'm trying to understand. I mean, how, how the process would flow to distinguish those who are deserving of alternative accommodation, just as the law requires, and maybe those that you feel, you know, have big Range Rovers or, or, or certainly don't qualify to to be a recipient of any government support. We have already received uh, a lot of information from some of the people who bought this land legally, and mm-hmm. some of them are willing to cooperate with us and uh, point the the, 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 the culprit, um, and we will be able to get the law enforcement agencies to, to deal with those. And in our housing list, we know who needs the house, because that list is um, administered uh, nationally. So if you have a house, for instance, in another province, uh, and you are here, you have benefited, you can't benefit uh, again. Uh, we will have mm. to give those who have not benefited at all. So it's going to be a tedious process, but we are uh, prepared to engage in it. Okay. MEC, always a pleasure catching up with you. I really appreciate uh, you taking time out to speak Thank to us. And all the best, I guess, with that rapid land release program. I think many of our people have long said that. Uh, so thank you very much.